The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3. I want to talk about religious violence. Religious violence. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, Matthew records the record of John the Baptist by saying, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Please notice this message. It wasn't a feel-good message. It was a challenging message. It was a message to the people to repent. Repent for what? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do everybody understand what at hand means? At hand means it's here and now, not over there. That means it's coming. That means it's gone. But to be at hand, it's here and it's now. Look at verse 5. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region round the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, talk about religious folk. And somebody said, who was the Pharisees? Well, they were fair, you see. Who are the Sadducees? Oh, they were sad, you see. The Pharisees were separatists. They felt like they were better than everybody else, more holy than everybody else, because they believed they kept strictly to the letter of the law of Moses. So they separated themselves from everybody else. And the Sadducees, on the other hand, was another religious group. And they were rationalists. In other words, if they couldn't figure it, out and figure it out with their minds, it didn't happen. So they didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in demons. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in the supernatural. That's how they got the name, I believe, Sad You See. Verse 7 again. So, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to his baptism... He said to them, brood of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Please notice, he didn't just call those religions folk a bunch of snakes. He called them vipers. Vipers are poisonous snakes. What is John saying? John is saying, you Pharisees, you Sadducees. Your religion is a poison. It doesn't bring life, but it kills. It brings violence. Now, if you turn over, we're still in Matthew, to chapter 11. We're still talking about John the Baptist. 
chapter 11, verse 12. Here in the words of Jesus, he says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. For all the prophets, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you're willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. But you've got to have a third ear to receive this. Verse 15 says, He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. But Jesus said, If you can receive this, John the Baptist is really Elijah to come. See, the Jews believed that Elijah would come first before the day of judgment. And we Christians also believe that Elijah must also come before the consummation of all things. For the scriptures declares it is appointed once unto every man to die, and after that the judgment. Elijah has not died a natural death yet. So Jesus said, now if you can receive this, this is Elijah. And he that hath ears, let him hear. I'm talking about religious violence. Huh? Religion is, has probably caused more wars, more deaths than any other reason in the history of the world. Even in this day and this time we live in, we are dealing with religious violence with so-called Christian nationalists, so-called Christians that call themselves Christian nationalists. And they have more faith in the gun than they do in God. And that's violence. They wouldn't even give any thought to taking your life if you came against their idols. And their idols are patriotism, the flag, the national anthems. We are called not to serve a flag, not to bow down to a flag or to revere a national anthem. We are called to let no other God be before him. Only God can be our God. So John the Baptist came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And he came preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what was that message all about? He was preaching the king is here and now. The king is here and now present among his people. And he's ready to establish his kingdom. Now this message is threatening the religious, the religious people of John's day. It threatened their power, their place and their position with Rome. Here's somebody preaching that another king is coming. And he's here now to establish his kingdom. That threatened their place with Rome. The little power Rome had given the religious groups of Israel. And so, as a result, the kingdom of God suffered violence. They suffered violence at the hand of religious leaders 
because of John's message. His message was, there's a new king in town. And he's here, and he's here right now. So John suffered violence because of what he preached. It was his message. John didn't suffer violence because he he had some special gift. John didn't suffer violence because of the clothing he wore. You know, he wore camel hair clothing, and he wore a, 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 a leather girdle or a leather belt. He didn't suffer violence because of his diet, and he had a very strange diet. His diet consisted of locusts and wild honey. He didn't suffer violence because of his holiness. And I'm telling you, beloved, you're not going to suffer violence from the religious world, from religious people, because you got the gift of prophecy or because you speak in tongues. You're not going to suffer violence because of that. It, It will never be about your gift. It will never be about the clothes you wear, the house you live in, the car you drive. It will never be about your diet, whether you are a, 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 a carnivist or vegan. It doesn't matter about that. This is not why the religious world will come against you. They're not going to come against you because you believe you live in a holy life. They're going to come against you for one thing and one thing only, and that's what you believe. It's your message you proclaim. If you proclaim that Jesus is Lord, if you proclaim that he is the king, and not the president, but Jesus is the king, this is what they'll come against you for. That's why John suffered violence. So John, John had a very unique and prophetic gift. He was unique, and he played played a special role in the plan and purpose of God. But it wasn't just that. John was anointed. He was anointed, and that ought to be our desire. Every one of us, we ought to desire not just to say, well, the kingdom of God is at hand or the king lives in me, but are you anointed? John was anointed. He was anointed with the spirit and the power of Elijah. Now, John was the son of the priest Zacharias, and his mother's name was Elizabeth. Elizabeth was barren. John and Elizabeth prayed for a son. And it happened one day that Zechariah the priest went into the temple to to complete his order of service for his particular division of priesthood. And the lot fell on him that day to burn incense in the temple. He's in the temple at the altar of incense. And he's burning incense, and all of a sudden, an angel shows up at the right side of the altar. And the angel began to prophesy to Zacharias and say, yes, you are going to have a son, and you are to name him John. And this son will go before the Messiah. He will go before the Messiah in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. And he will turn the hearts 
of the fathers and to the children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The prophecy did not say that John would make people ready and prepared to become a Pharisee or Sadducee or some religious person. Beloved, what we need to understand that when Jesus came to the earth, now John was the forerunner, but when Jesus came to the earth and started his public ministry, the earth was filled with religion. All kind of religions were here. My wife and I were down in Mexico in a city called, I believe, Chisi Eason. And they had this Mayan temple there that preceded Christ. And they talked about all the religious rites and all the sacrifices that they did with their firstborn children. And the year they gave for that was before Christ even came. So the point I'm making is this. The world was filled with religion when Jesus Christ came. So when Jesus Christ came, he didn't come to give us another religion. He came to introduce us to his father. He came to give us a relationship with God. And this was the prophecy that the angel gave Zechariah the priest about John, his son, when he was born. When he is born, he will go before the Messiah. And he will prepare the way. He'll have the spirit and the power of Elijah. In other words, he would have the power to break yokes through his preaching. He would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's what John's preaching was all about. Getting people ready to receive Jesus Christ, not a religion. Do you hear what I'm saying? So when you really think about this, religion is the greatest obstacle to making a people ready for the Lord. Now, that was the assignment. That was John's assignment. Make people ready, prepared for the Lord, not for religion. But religion is the biggest obstacle for you to really have a relationship with God. I want you to think about that. Karl Marx. How many have heard of Karl Marx? Now, I, I feel a little uncomfortable quoting Karl Marx because he was, I didn't agree with his, his economic or his political philosophy. I felt like what he wrote was wrong. He's a German philosopher. But even a broke clock could be right twice a day. And Karl Marx said that religion was the opiate of the masses. Did you hear that? That religion is the opiate of the masses. This is why John called the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees that came to his baptism, you brood of vipers. He didn't call them just snakes. He says, you're poisonous snakes. You are the opiate of the masses. And what religion does, it numbs us to the truth. It blinds our eyes from seeing the light. It gives us a false sense of security. And it gives us an artificial form of holiness that no man can walk in. No man can keep this law that religion imposes upon us. And this is why John came 
to make us ready, a people prepared for the Lord. Now, stay with me now here. We read in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said the kingdom suffered violence. Since the time of John the Baptist, he said the king has suffered violence. And the violence take it by force. Now, he said that in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. We read that. He was saying ever since John started preaching the kingdom, the kingdom suffered violence. And the question is, we know who the target of the violence was, but who was the perpetrator of the violence? It was the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Then in Luke chapter 16, I need you to really get this now. In Luke chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus said that the law and the prophets were, were until John. But since then, the kingdom of God is being preached. And everyone is pressing into the kingdom. There's a lot of confusion about that. There's a lot of confusion about how is it that the kingdom is suffering violence in Matthew, according to Jesus. Then, according to Jesus, in Luke, every man's pressing into it. The violent taken by force. Now, here's what's interesting. There is a lot of confusion between what was said in Matthew and what Jesus said in Luke. The word suffer violence that Jesus used in Matthew 11 and the word pressing that Jesus used in Mark 16, they're translated from the same identical word. And that word is biazo. Biazo. B-I-A-D-Z-O. Biazo. Biazo means suffer violence. Biazo means pressing in. So what was the Lord really saying here? What was the Lord saying? These words are translated from the same Greek word, and this word biazo means force. It means to seize. It means to suffer violence. I'm talking about religious violence. There's a Bible. You, you can look it up on, on YouTube later if you like to. There's a Bible that's called the Douay Rheims Bible. It predated the King James Bible, which was published in 1611. The Douay Rheims Bible translated suffer violence in Luke 11 and pressing in Luke chapter 16. It translated it as Everyone is behaving violently against it. Everyone uses force and is behaving violently against it. So when Jesus said that John suffered violence, he was talking about people coming against John and his message. And then he says, well, the violent take about force. He wasn't talking about believers taking anything, but he was talking about the religious people. How religion will try by force to steal from you. How religion by force will assault you. 
How religion by force will afflict you. How religion by force will even persecute you. Religion will even kill you like it killed John. John got his head chopped off because of his message. This is what Jesus was talking about. The violence that John had suffered. The violence that the kingdom had suffered. Saul of Tarsus. Remember Saul of Tarsus? He was a persecutor of the church. He, in his zeal, went around committing Christians to prison. And those that called on the name of Jesus Christ, even some of them were killed because of Saul's persecution. That was religious violence. Paul did that as a Pharisee. And even after Saul got converted and became Paul, in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, they're in the city of Thyatira. And because they cast out the devil of a fortune-telling slave girl, the men of that city came against them, committed religious violence against them, and they were thrown in a Philippi jail. Why was he thrown in jail? Not for jaywalking. Why was he thrown in jail? Not for stealing the killing. He was thrown in jail because of the power of the message he represented. The power of the kingdom. The kingdom of God that's at hand. That was religious persecution. Then when you look in the book of Galatia, Galatians. There were Judaizers, in other words, they were Jews who believed in the law of Moses, and they tried to mix that in with Christianity. You can't mix Jesus in with nothing else. Jesus is God all by himself. So these Judaizers, they came down from Jerusalem to Galatia, and they told the Christians in Galatia, Except you keep the law of Moses. Except you be circumcised. In other words, except you be religious, you can't be saved. They were committing religious violence against believers. And when people are telling you that you can't believe this word, be a doer of this word, but you got to add something to it, you got a hoop to jump through, that's religious violence. Religion kills. Jesus said, I didn't come to give you religion. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. God wants his people free. Religion will never allow you to be free. Religion will always cause you to be in bondage to something or someone. But Jesus said, I want my people free. Is that right? In the Sermon on the Mount, Chapter 5, the 20th verse, Jesus said in that sermon, he said, Except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. Now listen to what the Lord said. Except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of religious people. 
of religious groups, then you will in no wise enter. In no case will you enter the kingdom of heaven. There is a standard that God gives us, and it's not the law. It's not the rules and the regulations. It's not the touch not, taste not, and handle not. The standard that God's give us is simply this. The kingdom of God is at hand. And when the kingdom of God is at hand, the king is at hand with you. Then another place he said in Luke, he said the kingdom of God is within you. And if the king is within us, then why are we living and being driven in the way we live by everything that's outside of us? God is in you. And this is why I think it's, it's wrong to belittle Christians who says, I'm not coming back to church after the pandemic. I worship God at home. However they can worship God, I'm all for it. I just want them to worship God. Not religion. God. Now, by opposing John and his disciples, these religious leaders, they were self-willed. They were forceful. And they violently seized upon the kingdom as an enemy would seize upon a fortified city. This is what Jesus is talking about. Since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom has suffered violence. And the violence came from the religious groups. They seized upon John. They seized upon those who followed John. Those who were baptized, confessing their sins. And this is why the religious people came to John's baptism. Not to be baptized, but to destroy the movement. They wanted to destroy that movement. And this is why John said, you brood of snakes. Bringing your poison out here. Bring forth the fruits ripe for repentance. They had none. They had none. Now let me say this in closing. The kingdom of God suffered violence because of John's preaching. Hmm? Because of John's greatness. Of all the men born of women, Jesus said there was none born that was greater than John. But yet John was least in the kingdom of heaven. Which means that in Christ, you and I are even greater. But religion doesn't make you great. Religion makes you a subject to their religion, their doctrine, their regulations, their governance, whatever it is. But God wanted us to be great. And he said that if we're in the kingdom of God, then the least of us are greater than John. So if the religious crowd came against John, John suffered violence. People behaved violently against John, against his message. What do you think they're going to do to you and me? But here's the good news. Here's the good news. We have the kingdom inside of us. Let me say it again. We have the kingdom inside of us. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship. 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.